Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Let's now have a look at um, this Vladimir Putin and who he is and what doctrine he's following and whether it was his decision alone to do what's happening in uh, Ukraine and providing this threat to global security. We're joined by Professor Stephen Norris of Miami University of Ohio. He's a professor of Russian history, and he's the director of the Center for Russian and Post-Soviet Studies at Miami University. His books include Blockbuster History of the New Russia, Movies, Memory, Patriotism. Professor Norris, thank you very much for your time. Was this invasion the decision of Putin alone and the culmination of his stewing for years over the demise of the Soviet Union, or was there uh, uh, was there more than one person? Did he have help in putting this together? Well, so thank you for having me, first of all. Certainly, the, at the end of the day, the decision was Putin's to make. But, of course, Putin also has a, a team that he works with, an ever smaller team, one that keeps him relatively isolated. So I'm sure that they had input. But at the end of the day, it was his decision to make. Um, there was this uh, clip that aired a couple days ago when he announced uh, the decision to go to war, where he had some of his uh, clique uh, right in front of him, or, and actually not right in front of him, several feet away from him, which really illustrated this increasing isolation I think he he has. Um, so it was his in the end of the day, but he, and he made all of his, his, his uh, officials go down the line and approve his decision. Um, to answer your question, though, is, is this uh, about his frustrations with uh, the collapse of the Soviet Union? Yes, sort of, but it, probably even more the the grievances he and other members of the of Russian government have had for the last 30 years about the way that the Cold War ended and the way that they perceived the end of the Cold War to be one where the West imposed certain um, structures that were all aimed to weaken Russia. And at a time when Russia in the 1990s was relatively weak and, of course, experiencing both political and economic turmoil, um, people like Putin and many of the members of his government now feel as though the West reneged on some of their promises and um, expanded NATO in spite of the way they had maybe said they weren't going to. And now that Russia, at least according to Putin, is stronger, uh, it's time to revise this. So it's kind of like a 30-year airing of grievances that, was, that all culminated in this extraordinarily long, rambling, angry speech on Monday. Mm. He's even gone so far as to criticized Nikita Khrushchev, who was the Soviet leader in the, in the early 1960s. He was the one who was really uh, on the in charge of the Russian side of things in the Cuban Missile Crisis. But if there is political opposition to Putin in Russia, how significant is that political opposition in 2022? Do they have the power to uh, remove him or to influence his decision-making? So there's, there's not a a lot of political opposition in the form of a real political party that could remove him. Um, I mean, Alexei Navalny has, of course, been neutralized, um, put in prison. But there is a, a quite considerable, at least it seems right now, um, opposition to the war itself. I mean, major demonstrations taking place in Russia, at least 2,000 people arrested on the first day of the war alone, protesting the war in Russia. Um, unlike the, in 2014, when uh, Russia invaded Crimea and annexed it, which, which came with a, a subsequent bump in popularity for Putin again at a time when his popularity was waning um, and a kind of a boost in patriotism. This has not been the case um, from the get-go. I mean, anecdotally, of course, my friends in Russia, my colleagues who are Russian, 
are all against this war. If Ukraine bloodies the nose of Russia, as they appear to be doing, does that cause Putin to declare some sort of Peric victory and withdraw the military, or will he double down and head for the Baltics and Poland and potentially a confrontation with NATO? We're not talking about somebody who's necessarily terribly stable here if we looked at him and his performance uh, on our television screens just a couple of days ago. What do you think? He seems increasingly erratic and divorced from reality, that's for sure. Unlike even the case in 2014 or in, in earlier, you know, in 2008, when, I mean, he wasn't president, but when Russia invaded Georgia. Um, it's hard because in many ways the nature of this invasion and the extent of the invasion has taken many of us by surprise, even though, of course, we were aware of the, of the troop buildup. It's, it's hard to see right now what the outcome will be, except that maybe we should take him at his, his word, which is, is often very crazy these days, uh, that he doesn't think Ukraine should exist as a state. He doesn't think uh, Ukrainians are a separate people. They're, they're Russians, really, that he thinks and has said quite, ex- quite a lot of late, that uh, the divisions between Ukraine and Russia are all forced on Ukrainians by the West, by America, uh, and that, you know, as he said just uh, yesterday, he, he's called on Ukrainians to overthrow their own government because right. he, he, yeah. he wants Ukraine to be denazified. I mean, that's the, that's the nature of his his argument right now about why he's invading Ukraine, that Ukraine needs, needs to be denazified and that a, a supposed genocide happening against Russians uh, in the east of Ukraine uh, need to be stopped. I mean, it's, it's really, it's, it's extraordinary in that it's, it's so divorced from reality and so easily proven false. Yeah. Well, we watch the president of Ukraine, just a amazingly uh, brave and committed young man. And uh, here's Putin on television describing him and the Ukrainian government as uh, drug addicts to his own people. And I, I'm, I'm asking myself, just, again, c- considering the connection that exists between Russia and Ukraine, people to people, people, Russian people are listening to this guy. I mean, I, I know he scores high sometimes on popularity polls in Russia, but somebody's going to have to say he's divorced from reality. Oh, yeah, so I mean, a, I a lot depends on yeah whether or not Russians choose to listen to Zelensky's own statements and rebuttal to Putin's, and I mean, and it's really a study mm-hmm. in contrast for those of us who watch both. Yeah. And that Putin rambles, is angry. Zelensky is steady, clear, um, uh, quite articulate. Uh, spoke in Russian. Yeah. I mean, his, his first language is Russian. Spoke to Russians in Russian, saying, "We are not your enemies. We right. do not want war. Well, we have not brought this on." Uh, it, it, but it, a lot depends on you know if, if you read the. Russian news, uh, the newspapers that are largely controlled by the government, or watch Russian TV, you're, you're getting a, a different story. Zelensky's hardly in it. It's all about Ukrainian nationalists. It's all about the way in which Ukraine has been taken over. Right. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.